Welcome to the Enneagram and Christianity Podcast with your hosts, lead pastors Claire and Scott Lorridge from Crossroads Church and Ministries in Marshall, Michigan. In this Advent 2020 season, we're asking the question, how will you unwrap the gift of Christ in you this Advent season? We hope that you'll join us December 1st through December 25th as this podcast will create space for you to unwrap the gifts of Christ's presence for every Enneagram personality style. So dive in, let's take a listen, and let's unwrap the gift of Christ. Here's Claire and Scott. Well, hello, my friend, Danielle. Hello, Claire. Thank you so much for having me and for inviting me to share, honestly. <laughs> Honestly, so you're already given the giveaway here, right? We are in this beautiful um, season called Advent, which is a waiting season. Mm-hmm. It's an anticipatory season. It's a, a season of opening to what's new in arrival. It's welcoming what we have not known, but that we know ex- instinctively already is true. And so in my, um, in my Christian tradition, we would say, uh, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. And then I've added to it is Christ has been here, Christ is within me, and Christ will reveal Christ's self again. And, and so um, when I think of the way that we can anticipate, um, we there are many characteristics that can open us to presence. And uh, we've already gone through um, Christ's faithfulness and Christ's giving nature. Today, we're going to talk about the honesty of Christ and, um, and how, you know, we see that in history and we see it in the present moment and we can count on that honesty again from Christ. And that there is this beautiful representation on the earth of human beings that are instruments of the presence of Christ. And and you are one that is an exemplary one on the Enneagram that reminds me of honesty because you you've you know you've shot straight from the hip with me um, on a few occasions. But I've never experienced your honesty without heart. I've not experienced your desire to reform the world without a passion that is connected to um, this deep longing for all of us to know and to be and to do what we were created to know and be and do. So this is my friend, Danielle Fanfare. So she's a brilliant author. She's a consultant. She's a, uh, she's an Enneagram teacher. She has been through our training in the Harmony Triads. And, um, and she does just wonderful things in the world uh, with her own beautiful one Enneagram presence. So that's my introduction of you, beautiful Danielle. Thank you so much. And I just want to say something that I always want to be sure to affirm is that attending that training, the Motions of the Soul Harmony Triad training, 
is literally what I use as a practice every time I get stuck, be it writer's block, be it some kind of, um, be it writer's block or some kind of emotional block, um, some block in communication. I use my head, heart, gut mantra that I created and wrote during my training time every day. And it literally takes this energy that is balled up and stuck and it starts to circulate and flow again. So I just, I want you to know every time I talk to you, I want you to know how much it means to me to have such a wonderful tool and a practice that's as close to me as my head, my heart, and my gut. So thank you for your work. You're welcome. And when you're present, you're carrying all of that with you in wonderful Mm -hmm. ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so when we're thinking about the presence of Christ, when we're thinking about presence in individuals, bringing us um, the beauty of what, uh, uh, you know, these kind of integrity types bring us, when we talk about how you embody the goodness of Christ. And when you're living by the good spirits, you are principled and idealistic with ease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're ethical and conscientious, but you're not stuck in shoulds and oughts. Mm-hmm. So we're going to open this conversation with you by asking, how have you experienced um, the person of Christ in that way as honest and yet with ease, without shoulds and oughts, but totally straight from the hip? letting us know, you know, the, you know, the real deal. You know, one of my favorite things about all of the stories that I read about Jesus is this dude was unable to pretend. <laughs> he was unable to pretend. And pretending is so energetically expensive. Mm. You know, it is just so much um it's just a better use and stewardship of your energetic resources to not pretend to be authentic. And so, you know, in a world where people who are spiritual want to um, demonstrate a spiritual superiority that can look like politeness, kindness, and false humility, right? Um, And it can look like avoidance or ignoring what is there to be focused on like heavenly things. And what I love about Jesus in two different stories that I like go back to often and they just make me laugh is like, these are very climactic points in like scripture and Jesus is straight faced. He's unable to pretend he's unwilling to waste any time or energy on pretense. One of them is when there is that he and the disciples are all lounging at the table. This is the story that could be called the last supper. And he's, basically forecasting. He's like, Hey, one of you guys is going to betray me. And Judas is like, not me, Lord. Is it it me? You know? And Jesus just looks at Judas in all the translations and just says, Judas, do what you came to do. You know? So, so simple, you know? And then he just moves on. Right. Another funny story that um, I always preached and looked at when I was uh, when I was serving as a pastor is the story of the Talitha Kum story, um, where he raises this little girl from the dead. the The minute before he says Talitha Kum, though, if you just go rewind a little bit in the story, there are people in the room laughing 
at the prospect of this little girl raising up and Jesus kicks them out of the room. Mm-hmm. And do you think he went to the people and was like, hello, excuse me. Hi, I'm Jesus. Your your cloak looks very nice. Where did you get that cloak? Okay. Um, you know, uh, would you mind? No, Jesus was like, hey, y'all need to get out. There is negative energy. There's energy of disbelief. There is uh, there is unaligned uh, intentions in this room. They're coming from you. Bounce. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they bounced, he was like, all right, to leave the comb. He didn't want that little girl to wake up to those people. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that is so counter to the Christian veneer mm-hmm. of inauthentic politeness. Right. When sometimes the most Christian thing to do, the most spiritual thing to do is say, hey, you need to get up out of here. Right. Or we need to get up out of here. And so I just really appreciate that really freed me and released me as a young woman as a young black woman, as an attractive woman in ministry, where there were energies, intentions, and comments and behaviors that were circulating that were not allowed, that were not aligned with the work of God that I was called to do. I was like, you know what? Jesus said, get out. We are, we are supposed to what? Be, uh, do, do greater things in his name. I'm going to need all y'all to get out <laughs> and be well, be blessed, but go on. <laughs> You know, and so, and and that is not to say that you then abuse your authority and just start kicking people out left and right, talking about, I'm, I'm going to be like Jesus today and just pick, kick everybody out, right? No. What I like is that there was an authentic pause, that breath that Jesus takes before every miracle, right? Scripturally, mm-hmm. um, that heavenly connection in between the inhale and the exhale, where Jesus is able to download that information from God, from the heavens, and then express exactly what needs to be expressed in the moment for the miracle to occur. And so the honesty of Jesus is that pause that allows the miracle to manifest. All right. All right. Let's just pause for a minute and breathe that in. (laughs) (laughs) That, that is, you know, giving that pause to allow the miracle to manifest and I love this. I, I I love this idea that um, there's a Christian veneer, and then there is the presence of Christ. Mm-hmm. Very different. So there can be a Christian veneer. We can use this Christian term, but then there is the person of Christ mm-hmm. who had this very honest, authentic way of being with people for their own good. Mm-hmm. And and I even I'm thinking about, you know, afterward when Jesus saw Judas in the garden and said, friend, like, mm. still trying to reach out to mm-hmm. say, get honest, get honest right here. Get honest. Are we friends mm-hmm. or are you after something else? Mm-hmm. You know, are, are we friends? Because there was still a moment where Judas could have gotten honest mm-hmm. with himself and, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and come, come into presence, the presence of Christ that not just the veneer, like I want what you've got, Christ, I want the money, you know, I'll be your, I'll be your treasurer, mm-hmm. I'll bear the name, but, but uh, I don't want you telling me about myself. So that Mm-mm. is powerful. Now, and then I think um, when we're looking at Advent and we're saying, okay, so once you're aware of that presence and you're grounded, how are you then an instrument 
Mm -hmm. uh, Danielle, of presence. And how is that showing up in your everyday eating, breathing, walking around Mm -hmm. life? Mm -hmm. And and how are you, um, when people aren't really excited about receiving honesty, how do you incarnate the honesty of of Christ as a Mm -hmm. one who is one of the exemplars of the presence of honesty in the Mm -hmm. world today? You know, I I always think about, you know, especially in the Advent season, there's a a wonderful, um, insightful, scholarly reverend by the name of Renee August, and she's from South Africa. And she grew up in apartheid South Africa. So she grew up in this system of apartheid um, and then began to help the South African church that she was a part of be a space for people as they were processing what they were experiencing. Because at the time, um, the church had a veneer of worship and praise, but no space for the residents, the student, the college students who were actively protesting just didn't have a space for them. And so she was really instrumental in, in creating that. And one of the things that she said that I thought was so interesting is that we have to look at the person of Jesus and who he was hanging with mm-hmm. while he was on earth. Um, and their proximity to power is what she said. Mm-hmm. Usually the people with the most distant proximity to power are the ones who are the most honest. Right. Um, Because they can't afford to lie. They can't afford to they can't afford that energy expense of pretending everything is okay. And so the way that I incarnate that in my life is making sure to understand the multiverse that I am, that I can be both grateful and enraged in the same body and making sure that I hold space for myself as a multiverse, right? Make space for the ways that I feel like I am close to the power, the divine power that I have, but also make space for the ways that I feel very distant from power, that I feel like I'm in a low power position, right? And when I make space for both like my many selves in that way, and I'm able to um, acknowledge and welcome myself in all of those spaces um, I find that I am more compassionate. I find that I am more forgiving. I'm more willing to release the past and mind the past for um, what it has given me instead of what has been taken from me. Um, and I'm able to now allow that compassion and that forgiveness to brim over into my relationships, right? But but making a space for the honest multiverse in the walking contradiction that I am, mm-hmm. then creates that same space for me to hold for other people and my relationships just go much better. <laughs> the day goes wow. better. Wow. They go better. And, and I wonder, you know, um, you talked about your, your, uh, your opening up all three gateways, head, heart, and gut. Um, but is there a practice that you're able to access, mm-hmm. even when you say you've got this always, um, mm-hmm. that helps you as a, as a black woman, who's mm-hmm. working in many different spaces mm-hmm. uh, in all of your professional work. And we'll be putting your links uh, below for folks to get in touch with you. Awesome. But, you know, I, I wonder, is there a pocket prayer or practice that goes mm-hmm. with you in order to open up to that kind of honesty that really is Christ-like rather mm-hmm. than the veneer of Christ? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely am really amazed and con- constantly preaching the power of the breath. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned from Marianne Gilbert that it takes three breaths or 11 seconds for your head and your heart to receive the information that a change has happened, that change has occurred, right? Um, and even as I study things like anatomy and what happens in the sympathetic um, nervous system, it can take between 20 minutes and even a couple of hours for your body to recover from a stress response, right? And so um, the pocket prayer that I have is really a breath prayer where I breathe in what I believe is the best case scenario and I breathe out what I fear is happening, mm-hmm. you know, and it can be a word. It can be, you know, I breathe in power and love. I breathe out weakness and abandonment, right? Whatever the, the boiled down essence of what I'm experiencing in the moment, I'm able to breathe in the best case scenario and try that on and breathe out what I fear most, mm-hmm. you know, which is usually around some kind of, Uh, being cast out for being inherently wrong or bad. You know this, right? Um, And then I start to feel silly because what I'm breathing out is literally nowhere in proximity to me. And so, you know, I just say, breathe, breathe in the best case scenario, breathe out what you fear happening until what you fear happening seems silly, Mm. you know, because it's, it's so distant from you, Mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Or if, and even if it is, if, even if your worst fear is coming true, that breath practice helps me to try on now mm-hmm. what I want to contribute since it's not coming from this source. Okay. If I'm not going to get this from this source, then how am I going to contribute it and become it for myself? Yeah. 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 And so even in this moment, um, why don't we breathe in? And I do love that Christ breathed on uh, his his students. Mm, every single time he took a breath, I feel like he rolled his eyes like, oh, these people, God, how many times I got to do this? And then said, receive the spirit, you know, mm-hmm. receive the spirit, receive the spirit of Christ. So we can even do that right now and mm-hmm. just take a breath and allow the the presence of Christ to breathe on us and to breathe on us honesty in days of of lies and to breathe on us goodness in the days of people believing they're doing good and it is not good for us and so even as we allow even what um, we know we've been taught in neurology and certainly the heart math people who tell us it takes about 11 to 14 seconds to take in this reality and even breathe it in and down and around your heart, you know, the, the scripture says Christ was moved 
with compassion, which meant that Christ was moved even from the very visceral gut, the compassion that only comes from real presence and not veneer. And so may we practice this kind of breathing that is welcoming the presence of Christ, the arrival of Christ, the advent of Christ, and letting go of everything that is not truly Christ, but is a veneer. And let's get honest for a moment. And in our own, our own souls, just say what is true. Right in your living room, your car, wherever you are, just say what is true. Get honest right here as you experience the honest presence of Christ and your own honest presence. And as we breathe that in, we're actually letting go of the things that we've been clinging to that really are just veneer. They are falsehoods and they are unable, unable to bring us true presence of God or or our own souls made in the image of God. And amen and amen. Danielle, thank you so much for being with us. We'll let folks know if they're, you know, we'll actually post the person that you talked to us about that's taught you from South Africa. Yes, I'll send you. Her name is Reverend Renee August. And I actually wrote a series of guides to her films on a on a beautiful website called the work of the people so i got to spend a lot of digital time just at her digital feet listening to her so i'd love to send you the link to that film series because what she has to offer from her lived experience and from her masterful um study of not just theology but you know what she reminds me of the ancient the ancient priests of old that were that were theologians and astrologists and masters of physics. Like she brings that kind of scholarly sociological perspective to her teaching. And so um, she's wonderful, yeah. wonderful to learn from. Wonderful. And of course, astronomy tells us the heavens declare the glory of God and the skies hey. proclaim the work of God's hands. So Danielle, thank you for being with us. You are always a delight and, uh, Thank and you. always fill us head, heart, and gut. Hey, well, I, I don't get uh, uh, very many opportunities to preach these days, so I appreciate getting, being able to get into a little nugget. You know, I, not not many people in my house want to hear any of my sermons on the mounts, on the stairs, so uh, I appreciate well, it. <laughs> bless you, my friend. Thank you. Bless you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for joining with us today on the Enneagram and Christianity podcast. We would love to connect with you as you wait for Christ to be revealed and offer spiritual practices to stay present to Christ's presence within you this Advent season. You can check out Scott and Claire's Enneagram website by going to scottandclairelorage.org. That's S-C-O-T-T-A-N-D-C-L-A-R-E. 
L-O-U-G-H-R-I-G-E dot org. And when you go there, you can check out the blog and the vlog and all things Enneagram. And of course, you can go to ccmonline.org. We hope that you'll be able to join us each and every day through the season of Advent as we give thanks for the faithfulness of Christ. Hope to see you soon.